Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. And joining me for On The Pace this morning is uh, Brandon Krenborg. Brandon, good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. Yeah, what a fantastic night at Menangle last night where we had a couple of feature races, the Pink Diamond, which was a little bit of a surprise, and also the uh, the Ranji Bill, which was a, a race full of quality, and those mares, uh, those mares look to be right at the top of their game, running some very, very hot time on uh, on that Menangle circuit, which was which was just breathing fire last night. There wasn't a race that was uh, was slow by comparison at all. They were very, very quickly run. Right, eh? well, I think we're about to take a, a replay in right now. Of course, the feature race on the program was the Club Menangle Ranji Build Stakes. It was race five on the card. The two leaders slip away. Third section was 28 seconds about to run for the win in the Ranji Build Stakes of 2023. And the leader on the inside is Total Diva, but still there putting the pressure on is Polly Put Kettle on a middle split appears for Little Bliss. And back to the inside, common courtesy Myra Dornett. Here's I Prezi Bell right down the outside too. Big finish coming up with 100 to go. I'm Prezi Bell. Heavenly Holly. The inside is Little Bliss but it's I'm Prezi Bell gripping on and won the Ranji Bell. I'm Prezi Bell beat Heavenly Holly. Thirds close Myra Dord or Little Bliss. Then comes Putaway. Polly put kettle on common courtesy. Total diva. So, well uh, yeah, great to hear your vocal tones at headquarters BK and there's the call last night of the Ranji Bill stakes that was won by I'm Prezi Bell for Pete and Wildrickson. Yeah, and a, a great run. She came from oh, near enough last. It was a uh, it was a real thunderous turn of foot from I'm Prezi Bell. They ran it really hard early as well. They went twenty six four and twenty eight five for that first eight hundred, so fifty four nine. And you would have to say on uh, on that sort of mare's company that that was probably a little bit uh, a little bit too warm for those leaders and the likes of Polly put kettle on and and uh, you know those leaders they just got a little bit tired. Total diva weakened out of it right at the end and was only beaten 19 metres despite having to run those really cracking fractions. But I thought that I'm Prezi Bell was fantastic and Will Rickson with a really measured drive. He, uh, he's he been away for a few weeks and came back to headquarters on Saturday night, you know, full of anticipation with I'm Prezi Bell, has done the job and won the Ranji Bill. It was so interesting, that battle as well, because the mares that ran first, second and third in the stylish Memphis only two or three weeks ago, had all come back to uh, to run in that race. And it was a totally different result, totally differently run race. And uh, the benefactor was I'm Prezi Bell, who, uh, who of course, was the uh, the father-son combination of Peter and Will Ricks. And Heavenly Holly was sealing off really well as well. And I think I'm right in saying that that was Chloe Formosa's first Metro, uh, Metro feature drive. So to only be beaten a metre in that race was fantastic. So congratulations to Chloe as well and Little Bliss sealing out the uh, the minor results. But it was on Prezi Bell. The full result in that was 8, 4, 5 and 6. They returned a rating of 151 and 2. So as I say, those mares right at the top of their, uh, right at the top of their band for, uh, for performance and on Prezi Bell took it. Now, hoping to get uh, Nathan Turnbull on for a chat there, but he's just dropped out. That line is... Has totally dropped out on me. Um, so what we'll do is we'll move on with our replays. We'll try and get uh, try and get Nathan back on the line. Uh, but uh, let's take it a replay of race number two now, which is in fact I might just be able to grab Nathan now. Yeah, I think we're just going to be able to sneak him in now before we get the next replay up. Nathan Turnbull, good morning to you. How you going, boys? 
Very well, thanks, and uh, congratulations on that winner phase of glory last night. At BK, I'll hand him over to you. We've got him through loud and clear. Yeah, phase of glory, absolutely terrific. And, uh, of course, this was the free-for-all, 2,300 metres, right up phase of glory's, uh, right up phase of glory's street, Nathan. And uh, what a performance. Those last two fractions were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, there's no doubt we got an easy time of it out in front for the first half of the race. But, yeah, that was a pretty electric last half. So, yeah, he's uh, really flying at the moment. We might be able to hear just in a moment how this last 400, uh, 400 sealed off the phase of glory. But, um, yeah, G was impressive in, uh, in that, last, that last two furlongs, as I'm sure we'll be hearing along the way now. 400 metres left to go. 27 won the quarter. They start to amp it up now. And the leader is Phase of Glory. Kicks five metres clear. Bonnie Prince Louis. Every chance to get away from the inside. Rip looking for runs. Double axe runs come to an end. Wow, he's a rock star. Kanita Provlema's a mile away. So it's Mac Da Vinci. Yeah, and that's where the audio's just cut out on us right there from the uh, from last night's call. But it was uh, Phase of Glory there that was uh, too good for Rip. And uh, Kanina Provlima there in race number two. Yeah, apologies for that, boys, but the uh, audio just cut out on us. Oh, good sign. Uh, it's obviously a, a 26-7 last quarter, and the comment that was uh, that was coming there, but Phase of Glory has run them into the ground, Nate. He was very, very good for that. Uh, he was good value once he got to the front and stole about an eight-metre march. Yeah, as soon as um, Brad Jewett crossed um, Rip, I knew he was back three fence, so I knew I had to sort of get going while he'd be still in the pocket because we all know how good he is. And, um, yeah, we were lucky enough to steal a march on him and they couldn't run me down. It's been a bit of a... It's been a bit of a revelation this prep phase of glory. He's come through the eighty into the ninety-five. Now he's now he's run run the field ragged in a one-twenty event, and it seems to me that it's been all the confidence that he's garnered from those couple of really impressive wins at Bathurst. And I know that uh, we had Jet Turnbull on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, you know obviously Jet's doing a fantastic job. But this horse is uh, is absolutely flying. Yeah, he sure is. He's. He's always had a massive motor when we got him over from New Zealand and uh, he took a little bit to sort out. He was doing things wrong and that. But, um, yeah, since he's come back this time in from a good long spell, he's really put it all together. And, uh, yeah, he's... Like, besides the night down there at Manegla, I got caught in the death and they went 51. Other than that, he's only been beat sort of by Swayze and then um, South Coast Arden both times at Bathurst, which are probably two of the most informed horses in Australia as well. So, yeah, he's really uh, put it together this time in. Absolutely. Formed through a Blacks the Fake winner and South Coast Arden, which has won, I think I'm right in saying, five from six in Australia, including four at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. So he is absolutely the... Uh, he's absolutely one of these form horses. I was just... When I was talking to you last night, there seems to be a, uh, a big feature race in his future if he can if he can garner a start. Tell us more about the uh, the path for the next few weeks for Phase of Glory. Yeah, we've always um, yeah thought the same thing. There was a big one in him, and with the Inner Dominion coming up, we talked about that. And um, obviously, with his form red hot at the moment, I, I'm sort of going to throw him in the Landsmith Mile in a couple of weeks' time on Eureka Night, and uh, that'll see how we measure up against the big boys, whether we do go to the Inner Dominion this time or not. But I remember when he first came over and his very first trial, you come down and said he's a, he looks like a 
through a horse because he you wanted me to put it in it about two years ago because he just thrives over the long distance. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can sneak in some of these big races in the not-too-distant future and be competitive. And just at the moment, Phase of Glory, I was just looking through those pre-nom markets. It is write-your-own-ticket about Phase of Glory in the Lensmith Mile. So if you are going to uh, to play the futures, potentially get in contact with the uh, with the tab or, or and see if you can get a, a market for, for a Phase of Glory in the Lensmith. Of course, we have another superstar in your, uh, in your stable going around on the 2nd of September. That is Better Be the Best. And... What what about that first up run at Bathurst? He uh, he went fifty four eight. The plug's still in, pretty much hard held, and absolutely annihilated that field. Yeah, super super happy with his comeback. He trialled well, and then um, yeah, straight in against you know older horses the other night, and um, he was able to get the job done pretty comfortable. Yeah, he still had his earplugs in and sort of was eased down near the line and. You know, still ran that, you know, 54 around Bathurst, which is nothing to sneeze at. So he's right on right on track for the Breeders' Blue. What's been really impressive for me with Phase of Glory, oh, sorry, with Better Be the Best, is he's still a cult, but he is very much, uh, he's still very much a cool, calm and collected customer at the races. But, uh, you know, he's still, he's still very much... He's still very much the uh, the, the three year old cult that uh, that we know off the track as well. He's he's got that fantastic culty personality still with all the uh, the, the calmness that's uh, that's re- required at the top level at those uh, at those big races. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure if you ask my wife Carly, who has to jog him most mornings, she'll disagree with you because he's he's a rat bag at home and that. But no, on race nights and that, yeah, he's he gets screwed straight down and he, he knows that it's business. So, yeah, we're lucky in that respect because uh, on game day, you know, he really concentrates us. So that's the main thing. He can muck around and be naughty all he wants at home whenever he's winning, though. Tell us about the decision not to take on the Eureka this year. Obviously, he's still in markets, but uh, anyone who's anyone who's been following his progress has put a red pen through him a long time ago for that big feature race of course he of course he has the chance next year but just tell us that decision to uh, to not tackle the the big riches this year yeah a couple of things mainly just uh you know a three-year-old taking on the big boys like the you know leap the fame he, he's just next level and catch wave he won the miracle mile you know like they're unreal and i'm still a baby really and I have a $100,000 race on the same night. So it's not as if I'm sitting at home doing nothing. So if we didn't have the Breeders' Blue the same night, you know, we may have contemplated it a little bit more. But um, like I said, he beat, he won the Breeders' Blue last year by 20 metres. And, you know, it looks to have a bit of a mortgage on it this year, all going well. So that's another reason why, because, we, you know, we've got a big race on the same night taken on our own age group. So we just pretty much stuck to our own age group for the time being. And, um, yeah, we've got plenty of time in years to come to be taken on the big boys. Yeah, potential, uh, potentially a, a clash with a couple of horses that will be at the grand circuit level for some for some time in the shape of Catch a Wave and Leap to Fame. So potentially a really good uh, really good decision there from the team to uh, to hold off and, and potentially uh, take on those horses when he's a little bit more of a, a furnished, uh, fully, you know, fully screwed down commodity in terms of his in terms of his racing. We also uh, we also look further on. You know, he's he's going to be uh, eligible for that major series of the Breeders Challenge. The Vic Derby is is potentially also within his uh, within his grasp. 
taking on the likes of the Lost Storm and school captain. Just tell us about how you're going to navigate that that period from sort of late October to, to early November. Yeah, obviously they're very close together, which makes it tough. But our, our main priority definitely is the Breeders' Challenge. Um, so, But that's just a hurdle we'll jump when we get to. But at this stage, definitely our main aim is the Breeders' Challenge. And if it works out and we're happy with him and all of that sort of stuff, we may head to Victoria for the Derby. But definitely the Breeders' Challenge is our main aim. All right. The... Uh... The Breeders' Challenge, of course, uh, right the way through October with, I think I'm right in saying grand final night, the 28th of October. So running right into the back of that Victoria Derby. We do have to talk about uh, young Jed. He's been driving. He's been driving absolutely super. He's been getting doubles at almost every program he's been driving at. And I think I'm right in saying he's up past 10 winners already at this stage. He'll outdrive his claim even before he's eligible for an, an A-grade licence. You must be so proud of how he's going. Yeah, we're super proud of him. He's really hit the ground running and he, he's driving well and doing what he's told and showing a lot of patience, which is, uh, you know, one of the main things in this game, I think, because you start trying too hard and that's when you know things go wrong. So he, he's really showing, you know, maturity beyond his years and only, you know, been driving for three weeks, like you said, and he's already up to like 11 wins. But, um, yeah, we're super proud of him, and um, yeah, he, we go to America next month for a month. I think he's the only kid in the world that would be dirty about going away to America for a month. But um, no, he, he's super happy with how he's going, and I'm sure he'll pick it straight back up where he's left when we get home from America. And speaking of uh, speaking of going absolutely super, I was having a, a flick through the the trainers the trainers list or the uh, the trainers premiership this year and right at the top for New South Wales is Nathan Turnbull 74 wins out of 430 races what a fantastic effort you put in the miles to uh, to get horses to to pretty much every race meeting that's uh, that's within about a three-hour drive Nathan the results are starting to come off it's been such a close shot to get into uh, the top state the top of the rankings for the state trainers so congratulations on uh, on being right out the front at this stage yeah, no, nah, thanks a lot. Like you said, there's plenty of travel involved and long hours. And like I said, we got home at 1 o'clock last night and we were up at 7 this morning working horses, um, yeah, for young on Tuesday night. So, yeah, plenty of long hours and that, but it's all paying off. And it's uh, I can't thank all our owners enough for sticking by us and uh, giving us this opportunity to do what we love doing. Nathan Turnbull, of course, uh, yeah, one of the uh, one of the real hard-working crew out at the Lagoon and of course, uh, you know, getting to the top of the trainers, the trainers' rankings is is not easy when you've got a large number in work. But uh, Nate has admittedly one of the smaller teams out, uh, you know, in terms of those those runners that that are in the uh, the top of the rankings for the state uh, for the state trainers premiership. So congratulations to Nathan Turnbull. Of course, we have meetings right across the uh, right across the week this week coming up. Bankstown tomorrow. There'll be a good little a good little card of eight races there, or seven races rather, from Bankstown and then Tabcourt Park, Menangle and Young on Tuesday. Nathan, so thank you so much for joining us. If you had to look at, uh, at one one horse in particular at Young on Tuesday, which is where I think your next engagements are, could you steer us towards one as that we end on the pace this uh, this Sunday morning? I've got four in one race, and any one of the four can win, so there's no hope there. But um. 
Jets driving one called Change Your Mind that he last time he drew the front he led one in quick time and um if he can do the same, jump to the front out there at Young, he'll be hard to catch, change of mind. So, follow Jet. Rightio, change of mind. We'll see if we can, uh, we'll see if we can get that on the, on the social media pages on, uh, or after, at least after this, and uh, hopefully change of mind can get the job done. It's race one, number three, at Young, due to go at 5.42. Nathan, thanks for your time. That wraps up on the pace for this week and this Sunday. Look forward to joining you from Young on Tuesday, which is my next assignment. And the world of harness racing continues to roll on. Of course, the Eureka now less than three weeks away.